0: Hi, everyone. This is Melissa. And Kate. And Lainey. And we are the Louisiana Ladies. Ladies. We are so glad you are here. Check us out on Instagram at Louisiana Ladies Podcast and visit us online at LALadies.info. All right, guys, back with another episode of Louisiana Ladies. So our co-host arrived on time, woohoo. I did, I did, and it's even a 3 p.m. recording, uh-huh, so uh-huh.
1: yes, another teacher, shout out to Jenny B, covered my dismissal, so
0: yeah, and then no traffic, it was great. Thanks Jenny B. It
2: was a miraculous day. It
0: was a miraculous day. Yeah, I told D. I was like, we normally just start without kids, so, uh, but we do have a guest here and... Uh, I'm not going to mess up this name because her name is Dee Blake. That would be terrible if I messed that up. She is the executive director of the Baton Rouge Zoo Foundation. Dee and I met because Dee called me you somebody told you to call me
3: Mm -hmm. several people said that what i needed you were the place to go oh
0: i love it see you are famous golly wow okay so d calls me and we have a lovely conversation and now she's become a client oh that's right (laughs) and and before we talk a little so when we went out to go meet with d we got like the vip tour of the zoo in a golf cart did you get to do, like, been at this meeting behind the scenes? Uh, no. You know, we wanted to respect the animals. But okay. we got, like, a, I mean, we got She was got, giving oh, them
2: really, their privacy. Okay. <laughs> we, yes, we,
0: but it was really, it was really neat. Like, I've never, I mean, normally you walk around the zoo and you kind yeah. of read everything. But, yeah, it was, it was, it was super fun. We had, we, we felt special on the golf cart. Aww. Okay, so, Dee, thanks for being here.
3: Thank you for having me. This is a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's what we try to do, Dee. You know, we try not to take ourselves too seriously over here at Louisiana ladies. I love
1: it though. One of my students so there's this new social media that's the young people use. Like Lainey, you might be on it. Be real.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's so
1: new. But. Okay, well, like, <laughs> okay, yeah, newer, I've never heard of it, so new, it's new. new. Newer than the clock yes. app. Yeah, newer, yeah. newer than TikTok. Yes. And it is, I think it's the social media that has finally, like, left the millennials behind. And it's yeah, just Gen Z and the I will Z say, like, below. even a lot of my friends aren't on it. I have it, and I don't use it very often. Like, m- like, my middle schoolers are on it. The girls I coach in high school are on it. My niece and nephew, nieces and nephews in college are on it. It's, a, you know, mm-hmm. definitely a younger generation. Has to work up through the generations to get to the rest of it. right? But apparently, one of my students in his be real posted that he was
2: listening to the podcast. That was his what? his be real was that he was listening to Louisiana Ladies. This one? Yes this, yes, this podcast. Okay, so for context, be real. I actually really like the concept. Yeah, It's supposed to be candid, so it goes off at a random time throughout the day. You never know when it's going to go off. And you yeah. take – you were in mine at um Beer Garden. Yes, and I was like, what are but, you doing? But she was like, I don't want people to see this. I was like, I have five friends on here. It's okay. Yeah. But um, you take a picture of what you're doing, and then it flips and takes a selfie. So Not comfortable like, with that at all. Yeah, I've so done it before where you're I'm like you, at a concert or something, and yeah. it goes off. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's Lizzie. No, and then it flips, and it's like me and my friends posing. Yeah. I and um, love it. so it, it's, it's a really it's cute. cute idea. Yeah. I mean, oh. a D,
0: of course, because you were in broadcasting. <laughs> yeah, you know? we're me and Kate are just normal. We're no, we're like normal folks. You yeah, know?
3: but I have more photogenic friends than me, so I just make sure they're there. Very, very, yeah. you know. See, I like that
0: strategy, yeah. the cheerleader effect. No, I'm pretty sure I was standing right by Laney, and all of a sudden the phone flipped, and like I was making a funny face because I wasn't. You weren't ready. Yeah, and was like, "It's a B reel." I'm like, "What is
1: that?" Yeah. yeah, well, I, I definitely it, don't do it every day. It caught one of my students while he was listening to two Louisiana ladies. So even though I have mentioned it more than once at school, they all came in today. Like, oh my gosh, we found your podcast. We're listening a oh lot. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, well, oh, you're not going to like. What grade are they in? The, th- th- that's my seventh graders. Because okay, okay.
0: every once in a while, you know, we don't throw a super bad word. I, I said, I, we're
1: I, really not that inappropriate. I, honestly, I put it all on you, Missy T. I oh, said, okay. y'all sometimes my co-host says the sh word <laughs> and they know i don't like shut up and so um one little girl with a little girl one girl says oh does she say shut up what? and i was like no the one that rhymes with the hit. other one and um and they go oh okay but i said but that's all melissa torrito <laughs>
2: Uh, so, wow, the blame game. I know. <laughs> <laughs> look at Lainey
0: taking up for
2: me. I think we've all said a word or two here and there. <laughs> Maybe so. Well, one time but... I said it in
0: front of Hartley, and Kate was like, I was like, sorry, sorry, I forgot how Hartley was sitting right oh, there. Like, and, but I think she
1: said, I've heard it before. <laughs> okay, that's good. I mean, you know. It's, yeah. It's, but I told them, I said, look, it's a fun podcast. That's where I was going with all this. It's, it's fun, and it's all about, like, women supporting women, and every now and again, a Louisiana lad makes his way in here. But, um, you know, it's just – you know women elevating women and it's fun so that's great
3: yeah I haven't quit laughing since I got here
1: there you go (laughs) I think it's
2: funny because I don't know if I would think it's entertaining if I was a seventh grader but we have so many cool guests and they can learn about things happening in Baton Rouge which is cool
1: I I do tell them like the disclaimer is like you are not our target demographic you know the middle schoolers of Baton Rouge, you know. Yeah, <laughs> um, fair. That's, a, you that's know. a very
0: fair statement.
1: But, you know, we have had, like, St. Jude Moms have been guests on the podcast. A lot of them know Lauren Luke, who was on. And, you know, um, so I think sometimes they like to listen for people that they know. And well, I mean, and, like and
0: we recorded, like, an actual ad
2: yeah, so Spotify.
0: So I feel like, duh. So let us know if y'all have We've heard done. the ad I because
2: it. I think – I think we sound pretty legit. Oh yeah, Patrick said we sounded cheesy. Well, hey, I I mean that's what radio ads are about. I know that's
0: (laughs) Lainey. What? What did I forget?
2: You I said, said Lenny. How many times have people asked you how to start a podcast? And she goes a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got
1: to give a little cheese sometimes. I mean, you know, and I'm a ham. I That's why you
2: all listen to us.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Okay. D, on onto you. Yes. <laughs> D's a good sport. What can we say? Okay. So before we talk about the Baton Rouge Zoo Foundation and all of the fun stuff and all of the great things that you're doing, so D, you are not. You're not from Louisiana.
3: Um, as of last August 22nd I am.
0: Okay so a Louisiana that. lady um, as of August but I, I want to talk a little bit about where you came from because <laughs> there's quite and a you few you've got quite a
3: few pins on
1: the I map. to say
3: which state do you want to talk about?
0: So first of all when I looked at your questionnaire I got extraordinarily jealous and you can correct me if I should be jealous or not, that you went to college in Hawaii. You should be jealous. Okay, thanks, Dee.
3: I had an oceanography class in February, the first year that I was there, and we went snorkeling in Hanama Bay for an hour once a week. And I would always go back home and then send a note to one of my friends back in Ohio who were a foot deep in snow to say, Oh, just got out of class. We had snorkeling in Hanama Bay. How's the weather there?
2: Yeah, that's, they still talk. Meanwhile, to me. the LSU buildings are collapsing around us. Yes.
0: Okay. So <laughs> you went to college in Hawaii, but it looks like you also lived and worked in Hawaii. As, yes. After that, so what were you doing there?
3: Well, I was um, finishing up my college. I did my last two years of college at the University of Hawaii, the downtown Manoa campus, and so I worked in radio and some newspaper, covering local councils and whatnot for the newspaper and radio. Just happened I was. You know, working my way through school, paying for my books, and I um, was working at McDonald's, which is a little different over there. They have fish soup as one of the items you can get there. Interesting. And pure guava juice, which is very good. Mm -hmm. Fish soup is just kind of like broth with, you know, a a couple little pieces of fish in it. Um, But I was working there when there was a shooting in a a pineapple field near where we worked, and um, the... Vehicle with the two injured people that had gotten shot because they were raiding somebody's marijuana field. Oops. Um, well, ended up happens. at the, great, the gas station right across from McDonald's. That's so KIK radio called and asked if we knew anything about it, and I just happened to be the person they answered the phone and said, uh, "I'm a journalism student. Would you like for me to cover that for you?"
2: So I covered
3: that uh, story for them. And Dee, go ahead with your. I love that. It was it was very impromptu and. Uh, just a lot of fun. Um, I mean, other than the two people were shot, they both survived. They, okay. They were okay. I but didn't know
0: that that type of stuff even happened in Hawaii. But oh, I, yeah. I must be living in a bubble.
3: At the time that I lived there, and I'm not going to say what year it was because it was a long time ago, uh-huh. but um, marijuana was the third biggest crop in the state of Hawaii.
0: Oh, did you? Did anybody else know that? City I wouldn't in this have room? guessed that. No, no. I've been to Hawaii a couple of times, but I mean, I've I mean, been where probably
3: though. not still the case. But okay. it was at the time. Okay, well, interesting. So
0: then, so you worked on the on radio. Mm-hmm. So like this podcast is like child's play to Dee. She's like, I mean, I've, I've been fun. in broadcasting. Oh yeah, she yeah. was asking
2: us questions about the equipment. Yeah, we didn't know the
0: answer. So <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, but you okay, so you did that, mm-hmm. and then you worked in broadcasting. I think you said for thirteen years.
3: Yeah, I started um, when my husband and I moved back home um, to West Virginia at the time and uh, started working at the television station there ended up uh, moving to Richmond Virginia to work at an ABC affiliate there and was probably there the longest about nine years I did some uh, radio in Washington State as well when I lived there
0: okay so when you worked in broadcasting you were like on TV
3: um, no, I don't like being on air if I can avoid it. Oh, okay. I can do it if I have to, but okay. I prefer being behind the scenes. So I did writing, producing, did all the MDA summer camp vignettes and produced the Charlottesville, Virginia uh, summer camp, or not summer camp at the telethon. And then um, also did some field shoots and worked in engineering some, switch programming on air and master control, a little bit of everything behind the scenes
0: uh yeah i I feel like that's why
3: she just said i do it all she does it all wow
0: okay so did you did you like doing that
3: yeah i did but the problem and what people don't realize who watch like the evening news or the morning news the morning news people come in at like three or four in the morning I know
0: that sounds horrible
3: and i was on a schedule i was on a day shift but if we had national talent coming in to do a news story um we had to be in at three AM, like if Lester Holt was coming in, we had to be in at three AM and we still had to work on normal shift, which was say seven to four. And in the wintertime it's dark by four PM. So I'd go in in the morning it'd be dark. Mm. I'd go out uh. home in the evening it'd be dark. And Did you we get called depressed? it depressed. No, but we called it the Mushroom Factory, and you only socialized with the people you worked with because they were the only people on these weird schedules that you were on. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was doing a lot of work with MDA at the time and, and thought, you know, I could have a career in the nonprofit world and I could give back and do something that I'm skilled to do, that I've been trained to do. So um, I ended up going to work for MDA initially, and then have worked for a number of different nonprofits: National Multiple Sclerosis Society, Easter Seals, United Way, um, just a variety of nonprofits in different states.
0: Okay, so I'm going to ask a question: How on earth did Baton Rouge Zoo Foundation convince you to come here?
3: It, it, they didn't have to twist my arm at all. So, they no way, um, D. No, I was at a point in my career where I wasn't building my career anymore. So I wanted to do something that was in my wheelhouse of things I'm passionate about, which are disability, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and animals. I grew up on a 160-acre farm. at had all kinds of critters, and I've always volunteered with animal rescue groups. I'm volunteering with Cat Haven here uh, in Baton Rouge. But I wanted to find something that would combine my passions with my skill set, and i just was looking through something on linkedin something cropped up as as they do on linkedin and it was a job with the baton rouge zoo foundation and i'm like oh my gosh a zoo you got to be kidding me this would be perfect because i was in memphis when they were doing renovations like the baton rouge zoo is doing now and i volunteered at the time there and it was an amazing experience to watch these enclosures go from something old and outdated to something so exciting and something that you could find at the top zoos anywhere in the world and that I knew was what was going to happen here but I still thought well they probably won't hire me because I have somebody local they won't have to move them down here and all that but I thought I'm going to give it my best shot so initially I did a lot of research on the Baton Rouge area because I didn't want to have them bring me in for an interview if I made it to the final interviews Um, if I wasn't serious about coming down here and staying yeah and so I did a lot of research I'm like wow Baton Rouge is a really well-kept secret because there's a lot here knew about New Orleans I've been to conferences there before but didn't know a lot about Baton Rouge but you have all these great things that are things I like to do you have an equestrian center you have all these lakes and parks and you know Breck just took top place in the nation yeah. for large parks. Hmm. And I mean, how cool is that? And I was particularly thrilled about that award because I have family in Columbus, Ohio and in Cleveland. And Cleveland was one of the large parks that they were in competition with. They were one of the top three and we beat them out. So my family hears about that regularly. Great,
0: so why don't I feel like I didn't hear about that? did Ooh, that merge tell
3: oh yeah they've been taking the they have a gold medallion and they've been running mm-hmm. ads mm-hmm. on tv oh on. yeah I like, I don't so some billboards have, too i think yeah some they've won it i okay. think three times over the years wow
1: but um yeah we have some great parks yeah i mean i spend most of my fall at one of them at highland road park it mm-hmm. is a fine park you know not only for cross country but there. yeah mm-hmm. exactly the you know frisbee golf But it's kind of a
2: testament to what you said about Baton Rouge being a little secret because there's even things that we've lived here and we don't even know about. Yeah. It's like a kept secret. And every place
3: I've lived that's like that with the local people, they don't really take advantage of whatever the best selling points are for tourists because you kind of take them for granted. You grew up with Mm -hmm. them. Maybe as a kid, you went to them a lot. And as an adult, you take your own kids, but you don't necessarily think that much about it because it's always been there. Um, But for people coming in, what Baton Rouge has to offer is a lot. And I I knew in the interview, I forget, one of the board members asked, um, you know, do you think you'd like it down here? And I knew they were thinking she's going to come down here and she's going to miss North Carolina or something and we're going to have trouble keeping her. And I said, look, I wake up every morning and put on Cajun music because I'm not a morning person. It makes me smile. It's cheerful. It's upbeat. And Before I leave the house, I've got a smile on my face and I'm awake. And I like Cajun food, and that is hard to find in North Carolina. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uh,
0: It's hard to find food like ours anywhere, even if other places try to make it. I'm just Mm going to be honest. Well, and the the
3: people here are so warm and so friendly. Absolutely everybody I've met has been very supportive of me being the new kid and trying to introduce me to other people. Um, I immediately got um, somebody connected me to the Capital Area Network, a women's professional group, so I'm a member of that rotary which i had been a member of rotary and you all have the i think it's the fourth largest it is.
0: club big rotary in the world yeah. now i think that's because it's awesome nobody ages out and leaves
3: well i think it's more than that because they've got a lot of new members coming in they do they were
0: i i was part of rotary yeah. i am a, i am a rotary dropout um once a week is a lot well to i just rotary. went
3: to rotary yesterday we're supposed to be recruiting new members so we'll we'll oh, talk about well, it I was already
0: in the newsletter that I thought was a dropout. Um, so, okay, so, so okay, so this was an easy decision.
3: It was very easy, so and I was just thrilled when I got the offer. Oh, dear. I love that! And you well, moved here in August of twenty two. You said, yeah. I started. Um, the final interview was the middle of July, middle end. So I knew what I was getting into with the weather, mm-hmm. and I went back <laughs> home and I said, if they hire me, the first thing I'm going to do is um, buy a generator. And as soon as I buy something, that'll be the first thing that goes in. And and that actually happened. So the zoo connected me with somebody that they had gotten some generators from. And he's been wonderful. He introduced me to a ton of people. So if I needed anything for the house, you know, electrician, a plumber, anything like that, he had people and gave me people to give a call to. And um, so it's just been a wonderful experience down here because the people are so welcoming and so friendly. It's like a... small town but it's a huge town yeah it's a small town we
0: always say that yeah with a
3: lot to offer we always say that yeah
0: i i do and i think maybe i mean since i've been here my whole life you too kate right Mm -hmm. um it's not that you take for granted you probably do. You probably take for granted the fact that most people here are very friendly, no matter where you are. You could be in Starbucks, mm-hmm. and the person next to you, you might end up having a conversation with them, right? Or in the mm. airport, and then you go to other places, and you realize that those people don't want to talk to you. Yes, we've all had that
1: experience of traveling Especially elsewhere. New York. I feel like New York's yeah. like and that. New York making so small talk yeah. and
0: begin like, shut down. Well, it's
3: <laughs> interesting because North Carolina people are very warm and friendly mm-hmm. and all, but like I came here, and coffee shops are one of my things, and I checked that out before I. Decided to you know to go for the job, oh, okay. and you all have a ton of awesome kind of really cool, cool. coffee yeah. shops. I like again. So yeah. um, I was sitting in um, a coffee shop, and there was a guy at the table next to me, and I was talking to someone that I was meeting for networking purposes to learn about. I think it was the Louisiana Nonprofit Alliance, and when she left, he kind of leaned over and, and introduced himself, and he said, "I heard that you work with." Um, uh, the zoo's foundation that you do fundraising um, he said I know somebody you need to talk to and he gave me the name and the phone
2: number of a guy to call
0: wow, wow. yeah no I will say there are people here like most people here are more than willing to help you out
2: mm-hmm. wait so what's your favorite coffee shop I literally wrote oh,
0: that down <laughs> to ask because I'm so curious I,
3: I knew last night when I put down that I like coffee shops that this was going to come up and it's really hard to say I think, um, because, you know, you got community coffee, and that's what we have at the office all the time, and it's Mm -hmm. really good. But we have meetings out at different coffee shops, and like yesterday, I was at French Truck, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's more about my favorite things. So at French Truck, they have a New Orleans iced coffee that has chicory coffee in it, but it's not bitter. It's got a little sweet in it, and I don't normally put sweetener in coffee, but I love it. And then... um, I'm going to forget the name of the coffee shop, but it's on Perkins just up past um, Fresh Market and they have a Cordana that I really love. It's a smaller cup. It's a little bit stronger, but it's yummy. Are you talking about Rev
2: in the Willow Grove area? Yes. 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 Okay. Okay. And that's really
3: good. And then on Lee Street, there's a nonprofit coffee shop, Lighthouse, Uh, Lighthouse. and they have some good specialty items too so I still have more to discover I have a list I'm trying oh, to work there's my some way good through ones yeah thing. and there's actually one in um, up toward the zoo um, so you've got Baker and what's the other little town that's up there in that area Zachary? Yeah, I was going to say Zachary. No, but it's but before. It's gonna... like if you get off the exit there, you go right to go to the zoo and to oh, Scott, and it left. Oh, Scotlandville. Scotlandville. Yeah, Scotlandville has a new little coffee shop there, and they have some um, fruit drinks and things, um, and some food as well. And it's really good. So we've been having one-on-one staff meetings a couple times there, and get something to drink. And they've got plenty of spaces where you can, you know, have a meeting with somebody if you wanted to.
1: Love so that. cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: I feel like Baton Rouge probably has a lot of coffee shops and a lot uh, of yes. bars. I was gonna say,
3: have yeah. you checked out Brew Haha yet? No,
1: I was say, of course.
0: Love that. Mm-hmm. Female well, owned uh, business. One of the things I like about those coffee shops is they I don't know how to put it. when I go to Starbucks, it is loud. hmm I don't it's just loud. Doesn't yeah. it? Um, they are con- that maybe they're they're just there's constant noise. But, like, I can go to Bruhaha and find a little, little even if they're crowded, like a little nook. You know, Mm -hmm. it just lends itself to a little bit more conversation. It helps a lot
3: because I do a lot of meetings in my work with people, either getting to know them or talking about something specific. And coffee shop's perfect for that Mm -hmm. because you get a little something to drink. You sit down, you relax, and you can spread out paperwork if you need to or, or chat, and it's great. Yeah. And I grew up. My dad was in law enforcement so whoever got up first in the morning turned the coffee pot on Mm -hmm. whoever went to bed last turned it off if they remembered
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) gotcha okay so let's talk a little bit about the foundation okay and how long has the foundation been in existence it's
3: actually fairly new because um, it had been friends of the baton Zoo for a number of years and it was a group of volunteers that just supported the staff the marketing pr staff the fundraising staff with some of the events, you know, coming out and helping up, maybe opening doors or whatnot. And it has evolved to a new level and become a foundation. And they had, Brick had, um, I believe they had two different consultants. I know the Carter Group was one of them. Come in and do some evaluations and assessments and recommend how to take things to the next level. And that was to transition to being a foundation, hiring an executive director, and creating a really comprehensive development program. And so that's what they brought me in to do
0: and so the foundation is basically support for the zoo
3: yes so I'm sure everybody knows that Breck has put a tremendous amount of money into the renovations and everything that's taking place at the zoo they've really done a stellar job of planning and and the work that they're doing with the zoo director to pull all this together but what they fund doesn't cover everything that's needed you know they fund on an ongoing basis the uh... staff salaries the facilities management all of those things but there are things that crop up throughout the year that are either opportunities or unexpected needs and those monies weren't in the budget for the year because nobody could anticipate them so those are things that the foundation can help with The zoo itself does not have a fundraising program. They have a a lot of events, um, but they're events more to uh, interact with the community because the zoo works, they do conservation, public education, they do um, animal well-being, of course, and community engagement. So these are events to get people out, to see what's happening, um, to provide education. We have a Project ARC, Animals Reaching Kids program that goes out into the schools and takes ambassador animals and teaches the kids um, about you know, the animals in particular, maybe it's an armadillo that they've only seen as roadkill,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and
3: they learn things <laughs> about that animal. Okay. And they also learn about taking care of animals at home and about why conservation, both of the environment and of animals, is important and critical worldwide, not just in our, our neighborhood. That's
0: very interesting. Okay, so yeah, that's kinda of what I was gonna to ask too, because you guys, the, oh my god, I'm, feel like I'm about to say this and it's going to sound so stupid. So you had the wild wine walk that was on April 21st. Now is that put on by the foundation or is it put on by the zoo but it benefits the foundation like the proceeds go to the foundation
3: the proceeds go to the foundation but they are all used to benefit the zoo okay, okay. so one of the things we do is we fund on behalf of the zoo the zoo is a public entity they can't fund other nonprofits gotcha. and we're able to fund conservation worldwide and one of the requirements...
0: That's because you're a 501C3. That's correct. Correct. We're a separate 501C3 chair. I'm not a CPA for nothing, guys. <laughs> Go ahead.
3: So we help with funding conservation of some of the animals that are critically endangered, some that we have on property, as well as funding things directly there at the zoo. So we have, um, for instance, um, one of our newest exhibits to open of, of, of these renovations is the Pygmy Hippo exhibit. And the trend in zoos apparently used to be more zoological, where you just displayed an animal, and it's all about that one animal. Now it's zoo-geographical, so it's really talking about a geographical area of the world, like the um, equatorial Africa, where the pygmy hippos are from. And it's learning about not just that animal, but the environment it would have lived in, other animals that have might have been there in the same environment. So we have, with this new exhibit, we have this just awesome underwater viewing wall that's really big and you can see them walking along the bottom of this like 10 foot little lake Oh wow! and if they get out there's an area above ground that they can wander around and in that area there will be colobus monkeys white-necked ravens we're getting an endangered species of chicklet fish that will be in the water with them and we keep our animals birth to death with the exception of conservation. So we do trade with other zoos now and then for um, conservation for breeding purposes. And with the pygmy hippos, I had been saying that there are only 20 pygmy hippos in the United States. They're an endangered species in the wild. Mm. And of those 20, we have two here, right here in Baton Rouge. Wow. And people don't realize that. That's incredible. So I emailed the zoo director, Jim Fleshman, last night and I said, is it okay if I'm talk about the pygmy hippos because i just think that's amazing and he said yeah but i need to correct you he said two more baby pygmy hippos were born in the united states at one of the zoos just recently so they're now 22 pygmy hippos in the united states no
0: i mean i'm not an animal expert but i'm just saying that doesn't right but it's It's new babies
2: are you know hopeful that you guys can continue that program and continue breeding well
3: and we're going to be getting some new animals um i know there are a couple of animals that were just are they haven't been born yet at another zoo but they'll be coming to us um, once they're able to make that transition from their moms so there's a lot of exciting things going on at the zoo and we're fortunate jim has just a whole career of experience with zoos and animal well-being and he's recognized nationally and internationally so Baton Rouge is very lucky to have him leading this
2: effort. Wow love that. Yeah, that's really exciting. Okay. I like that y'all are going this more geographic route like you were talking mm-hmm. about because I think I've mentioned it before and our listeners know but I worked at Disney for a while oh, and okay. I love going to Animal Kingdom over there because they're really big on conservation and just the education Mm -hmm. piece, like you were talking about. And when you do their safari, it's set up the same way. And so you can see these different animals interacting together, which I really like that aspect. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, Oh, the tigers are over there Mm -hmm. and the hippos are over there. Yeah. And it's going to be like
3: that with several you know, of the exhibits. Some of the exhibits are refurbished. Some are completely new, like the Pygmy Hippo exhibit. Yeah,
2: that's and cool. And it's
3: just very, very cool. So at our events, um, we have the opportunity for our guests to come in and, and get to wander around and see some of those.
0: So I have a question. Okay.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you said, okay, so we watched a show on TV, and I, I can't remember what it is. It's about It's like some huge zoo, and they... It's like zookeepers. I don't mm-hmm. really know if that's a show. Patrick's going to be like, Babe, we watch the show all the time. Do you know what is?
2: <laughs> No. Okay. Anyway,
0: and they sometimes get animals, and then they – so is this like a barter? Like, how do you – like, you said y'all, y'all have a couple more animals coming. Why is that zoo willing to give you the animals?
3: Well, um, we have been for a number of years, we're accredited by the American Association of Zoos and Aquariums. Okay. They only accredit 10% of zoos in the country. Oh. So it's quite an honor. Okay, wow. We lost our accreditation a couple of years ago, not because of anything with the animals. They're extremely well cared for, but the enclosures were just getting outdated by mm-hmm. modern standards. So that's partly what led to these renovations. I suspect they were already planning them, but it, it moved them into high gear. We should get our accreditation back next year. But because we've been so involved with AZA for so many years, mm-hmm. Um, we can work with different zoos, um, and then, like I said, Jim has a really strong reputation, too. So, you know, we trade um, animals out when we trade one in. We are often oh. trading one out as it well. Is kind of, is that, this is it, like it, the BDO
2: alliance. Is, is that, isn't that kind
0: of like bartering, Right. Is that the word barter means? Am I saying that wrong? you well, are all looking at me funny, D well, especially. Well,
3: no, I, I don't think, <laughs> I think it's bartering is where you negotiate. Oh, okay. And, Sorry, yeah, we're not negotiating animals. And, so. and this is more of saying, you know, we would like to either have an animal to, for breeding purposes, okay. again, for conservation to ensure the long-term viability of the species. Okay. Or um, for other reasons, but We'll have to get uh, Jim on here sometime for your podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah, I got to give you... our marketing PR person, Louisiana lady, born and raised here.
0: I have to give you a lot of credit, Dee, because you just moved here in August, and I mean, with the way you're talking about this, you're very knowledgeable. I would have thought you've been at the zoo for twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. On your
2: questionnaire, you said since you work at the foundation, you might not know that much about the actual no, she... zoo. <laughs> and <I> right <laughs> and now, now she knows well, everything. No, when, yeah. no,
0: When I went and met with her a couple of months ago, it was kind of the same thing. Like she. you knew a lot about the zoo well i geek out on a daily basis (laughs)
3: about all these animals Um, it's it's really amazing Um, our animals are wild you don't pet them you know we don't pet them we see them the same way i see them the same way that the general public does Mm -hmm. through a glass wall or whatever the enclosure is but we do have ambassador animal um, and they're kept right now in a modular unit next to the one that our offices are in So um, when I first got down here, I have a group of girlfriends up in North Carolina that I started sending text messages, and they were titled, I Never Thought I Would Ever... And the first one was be friends with a bat, um, because I thought bats were kind of scary and just leathery and all. And we have Reggie the bat in our ambassador animal program, and he's all fuzzy and furry and cute as a button, and he gets excited when you come to visit him. Uh, The next one I sent him was I'm friends with an armadillo, because I'd only seen them, you know, alongside the road. Um, And they don't see very well, so I have to put my hand down. Aren't they
0: nocturnal? Uh, Did I make that up? I probably I d- that up. I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I think they know. might be. I mean, if I'm right, I'd be proud of myself. I said I said also, that. See, Dee, I do this I where I say, I say it with conviction. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's people why people think me. I know what I'm talking right, about. Right. I'm like... <laughs> Clearly, they're nocturnal, everyone. Make it till you make it. You
3: yeah. need to get the zoo people on because they do know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah they'd eyesight. be like, uh,
0: wrong. <laughs> Melissa, why are you asking me? But that said. makes
2: a lot of sense about their eyesight if they're always getting run over by cars. Yeah. Well, well and they're kind of slow. I was to say. Yeah. They're,
0: they're, they kind of putts across the road. I say they're
3: slow, but he can move really fast. And he's in a, a large, like a watering trough, mm. um, kind of that um, you would use out for like cattle or something. And it's got all kinds of straw and, and neat things in there for him. But he's just the cutest little thing. And they have a plate of armor that goes from what would be like our eyebrow up to the top of their head. And I learned that every armadillo, that plate is like a fingerprint. It's unique mm, to every
0: armadillo. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Great. Well, there you go, guys. I love that's that. Your and I, I Googled they it. They normal? are mostly nocturnal. nocturnal. Oh, See? You yeah. were right. Y'all, I mean, you know. But animal we need expert DA, over here. Animal yeah. expert.
1: <laughs> as prevalent as they are you know, around here you don't see them, and so that was kind of a hint too. I was like, I think she's right because you don't really see. Yeah, yeah they're not the just walking along and, and unless they have passed and like, are on I the side feel of like the like road. If you
0: did see them during the day, something something's, something's wrong. up. Yeah, yeah, right. See, um, okay. I've redeemed myself for my ignorance. Well, of and the I'm guessing
3: animals. our ambassador animals, because we take them out into the yeah. school uh, yeah, system, yeah, yeah, we yeah. get they, them off schedule They're off sometimes. schedule. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Their circadian rhythm's probably messed yeah. up. <laughs> so, yeah. So. Oh, I love that. Okay, so let's talk about a couple of the events that we have coming up. Uh, dream Night is June 2nd. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is that, Dee? Well, we partner with local- Does everybody take naps and think no, a dream? No,
3: no. <laughs> this is Dream Night for cancer patients. Okay. So we, work, oh, uh, we partner with a couple of um, cancer agencies that um, have their patients and their family members come out because as you can imagine, they have compromised immune systems. So yeah. they can't come out and see the zoo like the rest of the kids can. Yeah. And so we close the zoo at five. And they come in after that, and we have a lot of the same things we might have for some of our fundraising events. They get a free T-shirt. They, um, you know, get food and beverages, and they can wander around, see all the wild animals. But being at less danger because there are fewer people around. The people that are are people that are used to taking precautions for. Um, children with compromised immune system and adults.
0: That's wonderful, so is that particular event sponsored by companies? It is,
3: BASF is, has been a long time sponsor of wow. that event. Okay. We're still looking for um, one or two other potential sponsors for logistics and um, some of the smaller items, but BASF has been title sponsor of the event for a number of years.
0: Neat. And okay. they're
3: very excited to come back and they bring some special things to the table too for the guests that evening.
0: How long has that event been going on? I don't know. Oh. Anybody, I think just, it's I, been I a few
3: I'm... years, but I don't know if a few years means three or more than three. Yeah. I know it's been going
0: and on at COVID, least COVID, or... I would think, probably threw a yeah. monkey wrench yeah. in that with the... With it would have. few yeah. so yeah. you know. Okay. So that's wonderful. Um, and then Brew at the Zoo, uh, which is September 29th, that one has been around for mm-hmm. some time. Kate, you've probably attended. I have. My husband's guess.
1: in the... Um, the beer biz so yes well we'll have to talk but yeah (laughs) (laughs)
3: um, for all of our events that the foundation we have three events we have the wine walk we have uh, brew at the zoo and then we have a 5k run in november Mm -hmm. but for all of our events um, because we now have a full team on board to work on planning and implementing these events we're trying to up things up a notch so for instance with wine walk we greeted our vip guest with a flute of champagne oh. we had special guests for them we had um, uh, uh, company that does edibles that um, had some nice hors d'oeuvres out for them when they arrived. VIP guest our events tends to come in about an hour before general admission due
0: mm. okay. and so they
3: get a few extra benefits. Is a
0: VIP like a sponsor?
3: No, VIP is our guest so we have two ticket prices for everything oh. we have. Um,
0: uh, yeah I was wondering if you could buy your way into being a VIP. <laughs> you, you, can. Be
3: you can you just buy a <laughs> VIP ticket.
0: Oh a yeah. VIP. okay how much are the VIP tickets?
3: Um, I can't tell you for sure because we're looking at that cost right now okay. for Brew at the Zoo because it's our next event. Okay, but it was uh, fifty and seventy-five, I believe, for a oh, walk. What a deal! Yeah,
1: yeah, it is.
2: I actually was looking into going because my mom was in town visiting that weekend. It was the day after our company yeah, crawfish boiled. though. I think we talked about those. that. Yeah. And um, Julie, it just didn't Julie's work out. Didn't but I, but Julie loves. Zoos and wine. So and, it would have been and, a great and, time. And Julie
0: probably likes being a VIP. Uh, she Even yeah. if, definitely if, if loves, loves being, not, a VIP. She likes being a VIP. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this to digress for one second. And Lainey's mom comes to our company, Crawford's Pool, which we do extend it to family members. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a after. family. Event. Yeah, and it's like she's not around Lainey at all. No, <laughs> so I don't think I are with her in, at all this, if, well, this year because you all the
2: time. So that's her. Well, time to yeah, meet, yeah, but she doesn't
0: know
2: most of us. D
0: you know she's, I wouldn't
2: she stop me comes up and we're oh yeah no, yeah right. I like walked we have like outside and she, an inside adorable. point and I I walked inside and it was like Melissa maybe like two of my other coworkers and, and my mom a and they were having a heart to heart I was like I'm going back outside yeah. <laughs> um, I can't remember what I just remember it was getting like a deep conversation yeah. oh I know what
0: it was we won't talk about uh, it on it it's okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> um okay so Okay, so so with the it.
3: events, um, Brew at the Zoo is probably our most popular event. I would think so. It sells out every year. So we're actually looking at not only enhancing it this year, the VIP experience in particular, but also increasing the number of VIP guests that we will allow. <gasps> oh, we there still, was a limit? Yeah. Oh, there's been a limit. It's sold out every year. Oh, we intense. had a wait list. I think we need to put this on the calendar.
0: How <laughs> enticing. Okay.
3: So um, we will be opening up. Um, and I don't have a date yet, but we'll be opening up ticket sales for VIP to last year's guests three days ahead of when it opens to the general public. Ooh. So that those folks that have been with us and been supporting us get kind of first shot at getting those tickets. But I mean, we are increasing thing. the number Um I think it was around 250 last year. We're going up to 275 on VIP, the number of VIP guests that we can have. Overall, we have roughly 1,500 guests at that event.
0: Okay, you, that seems like
3: a lot of people. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. there's a variety of craft and um, stuff regular do. beer company yeah. um, tables that you can go and sample different beers. There's a lot of different foods that you can go and sample. Um, and then, like I said, the VIP um, guests get gifts as well. So it's a fun event, and you're doing all this while you're wandering around, you know, sipping your wine and looking at a tiger growling at you. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, Kate, when you went, were you a VIP?
1: I do not recall. So the last time we went was pre-COVID. I remember Aubrey and I, because Ross had to go early because he was working it, you know, volunteering for the event. And so I remember Aubrey and I Ubered all the way there because we were really go in Full to drink some beer, beer and I have some yes um, have and our problem
0: get an uber
1: um yeah. I, I don't recall having an issue but you we should. definitely like you know aubrey is always in charge of logistics because you know she's responsible yes and Me so and
0: you we're not responsible
1: exactly i probably would have opened the app when it was time to leave i think aubrey probably arranged things ahead of time but um because yeah the um Uber picked her up first, then came to my house, and then brought us to the zoo. Oh, yeah, and, the yeah. and then we had the same driver come get us and bring oh, us. Oh yeah, she scheduled that. Yeah, for sure.
3: well, yeah, which is keep, very on brand. We keep a close eye on our guests and make sure that everyone's safe to drive home. Yes, um, have them leave their car and either have a friend come and pick them up or we arrange for an Uber. But we make sure everyone gets safely home. Oh well, I mean, we holidays, had a blast. I just
0: feel like people should.
3: You know, we haven't really Never. had a problem with people drinking too much. Um, I know. Well, people are going around looking at the animals. They're walking around, but they're yeah, also yeah. Because I was gonna
1: yeah yeah. I was gonna say
3: there's food,
1: yeah, there's beer. Are, you it. know, it's not like a frat party by yeah. any means. I was gonna say
2: I, people are probably there to actually taste the different beers and not mm-hmm. be like I'm, I'm gonna go get hammered at the zoo. <laughs> right, I know, but yeah. still, but yeah, yeah, yeah. For
0: true. sure, I for really, sure. I safety I don't really first. risk it at all anymore. Oh no, one drink or I could have three drinks, and my husband and I are kind of like. Uber, well with um, the why not?
3: work being done at the zoo the entrance of the zoo is going to move to the other side of the zoo and there'll be a big roundabout out on route 19 okay. that'll take you into um, greenwood park which is also getting some renovations or um, go left to greenwood park or right into the zoo um, there'll be a big orientation plaza as you go in where people can meet and greet we can have cocktail receptions there but you know both Um, the wine walk and brew at the zoo Uh, you have to be 21 or older to get in because of the alcohol and so um, you know we we monitor everything closely but we added a symphony group and caricature artists this year to the wine walk and those were really popular in a photo booth Um, not you know kind of photo booth with the big backdrops where you can have a group of people have a picture together if they want so all of that um, you know keeps people moving and busy so they're not just sitting there and just drinking the yes, whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. with all the good food, and the food is awesome, mm-hmm. um, Rouse's and the Marriott provide the bulk of food at the Wine Walk, and the Marriott chef was trying something new and it, he called it crackling and Chicken, but it's like, I just couldn't eat enough of it. I sampled two pieces, but I kept wanting to go back for more, but it was really popular. And they have an item on their menu at the restaurant that is the same thing, but it's a whole chicken breast. So mm-hmm. I went the other day and got that. It was pretty good. So um, we have a lot of food, and, and that helps, to to mitigate any problems you might have with someone drinking too much. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, no judgment here. I'm just saying yeah. I like to Uber. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
3: they got it together, though, over there. Um Yeah. I oh. want to make sure everybody's safe. That's my role
0: and responsibility. Yeah, right? yeah, definitely. Well, you yeah, know, sometimes it's debatable with the uh, people that we have that like to party.
3: Well, I will say in North Carolina, I can't go in and get my dinner and take my margarita out the door with me. Right, yeah, I mean, we do have a lot of lenient laws here. Yeah, just don't put that. your straw Well, in I, I got a to-go yep. order, um, and I was waiting on. I thought it'd take a while, so I ordered a margarita because I was celebrating something. And, um, so I was sitting there and my order came right back out and I said, but I haven't finished my drink. And she goes, well, you can take it with you. And I go in the car and she goes, yeah. I said, are you sure? And she goes, yeah. I yeah, said, yeah. Whoa, not in North Carolina where I came from. She said, yeah, it's,
0: it's
2: fine. It's and like said, it's like
0: in the new Orleans airport you can get a drink and just walk around yeah. and you go to other airports and they're like, no, you have to stay in the bar and you're yeah. like, huh, What?
2: It's funny having the opposite situation when you're born and raised here and mm-hmm. then go to different States and you're like, Oh, I can't take this Yeah, like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, wait,
0: what do you mean I can't walk on the street with that? That yeah. is something that's weird. Um, okay, you know, so. Living
3: in a lot of different places, everybody has their own culture and mm-hmm. um, kind of language. Um, but there's so many things I've had fun with down here and laughing at myself, and language is one of them. Because, for instance, if I wanted to call uh, Reed Richard at Breck, it's Reed Richard. And mm-hmm. we were working mm-hmm. with a gentleman whose last name is Cousins. It's Kuzan. Cousin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh-huh. um, pretty much for the first two months I was here, everything I said, people laughed. And then they tell me how to actually pronounce yes. it. You know,
0: it, It's okay. Okay. We, we'll give you some, do, have, you, have you started
2: saying y'all
3: yet? Oh, I already said that in North, Carolina. That North Carolina. They say that yeah. in North Carolina. So it's okay there, but the rest of this is all new territory. Yeah. Oh,
2: even me coming here from Shreveport, there were names that I, I had no idea how to say, or I thought I knew how yeah. to say, and then the same Light thing people. Able. Yeah, that's,
3: yeah, that's for, one of them.
2: I remember, for me, it was at, I was working at Mestizo, and it was Grimion. Oh, yeah, Grimeon. And I, I said Gramellion. Gramellion. And yeah. then I got made fun of. I was like, I mean, that, that is hard. In your defense.
0: I mean, yeah, we're just so used to it. Yeah. Eh? like Smith here. Yeah.
1: yeah you know true. what I mean?
0: That's-
3: I was fortunate, um former Lieutenant Governor Darden, I believe, Mm -hmm. Um, he does a three-hour presentation on the state about why we're not Mississippi. And um, it actually was fascinating because he isolated each different area of the state and told who the people were that settled it, what their culture was, and what they're known for. Um, So I really learned a lot through that. I was fortunate to get to go to that.
2: That is neat. Yeah, Yeah. that is neat.
0: Um, My phone is blowing up because Lainey started following people on louisiana ladies oh i instagram. did i will so and now we're getting a lot of follows it's also all my it, friends probably
2: because it is i fine. I, I mentioned this earlier well i mentioned earlier that i um deactivated my instagram earlier this year and so now i'm kind of trying to live vicariously through They're the louisiana, louisiana ladies, ladies podcast <laughs> instagram although Precursor, she's coming back next weekend. All right, mark your calendars. I'm <laughs> yes. gonna be back on Instagram because I have something exciting planned. All oh, right, but um, she's going public. First. I started. Do I know what is exciting? Well, I, I can say I'm going to Hangout Fest, so I definitely want to post <gasps> oh, about uh, that. Oh, how fun! And I've now been off of Instagram for almost a full five months, and it's it's kind of time. Like I yeah. feel. I ready. got the benefits from not being on social media, and I'm kind of ready to get back on there. But um, I started following a bunch of my friends from the podcast account uh, to, to get them to follow it, yeah. us back.
0: Okay. Yeah, that was so smart. You know, that's another weekend. thing down
3: here. There is a party and a festival. And all the time. And Definitely. Every weekend. I just can't take them all in. So I I've got to stay yeah. a long time to be able to just I will say, this
2: is, I'm going to make this about me, but I am very excited because I haven't been to like a big music festival since before COVID. Right. And I'm fortunate. We just talked about my wonderful mother, but she lives in Gulf Shores, Alabama. So all my friends and I are getting to stay with her for
0: free. Oh my God. I would mm-hmm. love to go stay with Julie.
2: Yeah, I mean you can go stay with her while we go to the concert. Right? No, me and would hang out. y'all would drink wine on the yeah. patio. We would drink wine on the
0: patio, and we would we would chaperone y'all. Yes, We'd exactly. Make y'all
2: home. Yes. Yeah. Well, she she will be our ride the whole time. I did not buy the shuttle pass. Oh, so I'm making her pick us up. Oh, and by making, she definitely wants to. Oh,
0: okay. I'm just thinking, what's she gonna do about wine? <laughs> okay.
2: TBD. TBD.
0: TBD. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Okay. So. Um, so, D, we need to ask you this because we're going to forget um, the walkout song.
2: Oh, no. That's for later. Um, Not on the podcast. Oh. <laughs> I mean, well, you, can you, up, you can say it here. You can say it here. What is your walkout song? Well, you didn't clarify that in your message to me, Lainey. No, I said it's going to be the background song for our social media post. I can't forget to ask her. Yes, yeah,
0: so, Dee, well, I mean,
2: okay, well, while but I'm asking on the air, and the
0: listeners, they're... Intro- they're it, yeah. Good Lord been a long peaked. week. We've we have piqued
2: their, their, their interest. interest. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all I was trying to say. Come on. Uh, walkout song, D,
2: do you know what we're talking about? I have no idea. Like, if you were a sports player, uh-huh. what song <laughs> would be playing when you were, like, making your grand entrance? Or what is your favorite song? What would be your theme song? Oh, gosh, I can think of so many. Um,
3: from Girls Just Want to Have Fun to Down Here When I the like Saints it. Go Marching In. Okay. I oh, like my gosh, it. I love Girls them both. Fun.
0: Okay. I like it. Well, I, I mean, I ruined that. Song. No, you
2: didn't. You didn't.
0: That was entertaining. <laughs> Wait, I
1: love that, Laney. What's your walkout song?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I, I have a walkout song. Missy what J. Goes. Well, I don't know the name of it. Hold on. I can play it, though. Hold on. This is the, this is the song that Patrick said that I'm going to, that whenever I become a famous public speaker, because that's my thing. D.
2: Oh, you've played this before. Yeah. No, I, I can't remember what it was. I don't
0: remember the name of it. Let me we see. We did this
2: like when we first started the podcast. You had us play it. I did. But now I can't remember what Uh song it was. Nope. I was gonna say that was not it. (laughs) (laughs) Nope.
1: What was that? That That was the wrong one. That sounded like a theme song to a TV show from the '70s about like like women gospel singer. (laughs) Yeah, it did. (laughs) Working Uh, women. That was. Well, Kate, what's yours? That's not what I picked. Um. Okay, so a student asked me today, what's my favorite song? And that's so hard to answer because, you know, you love so many songs. Yes. But I said a song that always makes me get up is um, Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Like, I will belt out that song. I love it so, so much. And, and then good. my other jam um which you know we'll see if it stands the test of time because Queen, of course, you know it's hard to beat. Hard to beat. Hard to beat. Um, but "Truth Hurts" by Lizzo, oh like no. when yeah. I tell you that no, song, makes me feel. I think Lizzo will last.
2: I think she will last. I seeing her at Jazz Fest was like <sighs> so incredible. Okay, about. I don't know why
0: that other one was playing already. This is my walkout song. This is the theme song The Ballers. <laughs> it is. Just, hold on. Hold on. I need y'all to be patient. I'm vibing. Watch. And then you walk out here.
2: Melissa Torino. <laughs> deep like. Uh, deep, <laughs> she's probably like, who are these no, people? I like,
0: <laughs> I hired this girl to be responsible for my retirement. <laughs> Come on. It pumps you up. Thank I you. I hey, love it. Lainey was, I, I, this is caught on video, but nobody will well, see it. because it's the time lapse. It's the time lapse. But did you see Lainey's face? No. She was like. <laughs> because she wait, backed what away what is the name of that song I don't know it's like a weird one. I'm name. surprised
3: you all aren't picking any Cajun songs
0: yeah they're okay
3: no they're great they're I would choose yeah.
0: this might, yeah. girl is on fire they are good <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that would be a walk, my, my walkout.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, it's not to Nelson Platt. Um, I've, have you heard the Cajun song, the, the butt thing? Yes. Yes. So I had a bride and groom that I used to be a wedding planner. Oh, okay. And, and um, and I, so I was a teacher. I was a wedding planner teacher again. And, um, <laughs> so, but when I was a wedding planner, I had a bride and groom, um, and they said they wanted that to be their walkout song, <laughs> you know, as they're introduced as husband and wife for the first time. They both have roots in Eunice, Louisiana, and we did the wedding was in Eunice, even though um, at the time they were living in Arkansas. And uh, Stacy, the bride, her parents are here in Baton Rouge. But but anyway, they told me that, and I laughed, and they were I, like, "No, we're serious. What That's even is what this? we the butt thing?" Oh my gosh, it's such a good song. you have
3: to play that
2: for her. I right? know. I mean, we can do it after the pod, but yeah. I am not aware.
1: Oh my gosh. It. Well, it's Shreveport, so. What's that supposed to mean? North Louisiana. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: okay. All right, ladies, ladies. Simmer down. Okay, all right, so we, so we got Dee's walkout song. We got my walkout song. Hey, Dee, you know what my favorite color is? What? Blue.
3: Oh, see, I knew we got along. We did. That's why Blue is my favorite color oh, no. of all
0: time. Um, and... Which leads to my favorite fruit, fruit which was yeah. blueberries. There <laughs> that is Any connection
3: there? No, purely coincidental.
0: So out of all the foods you could possibly eat, <laughs> blueberries are your favorite food. The,
3: well, I, when, when I saw your question, I opened my refrigerator and I looked in, and the only thing that is always in there is blueberries. Okay. I have small ones for when I'm baking with them or... Um, <gasps> You know mixing them in with like yogurt or something like that but i buy those big ones that are kind of expensive Mm -hmm. but i buy those big ones wash them off and have them in in the refrigerator so i eat them like when you would normally eat chips or grapes or something else Mm -hmm. watching tv reading a book i love to read so i'll sit reading a book got a nice
2: chair to read in and have a, a cat in my lap and have my blueberries on the arm of the chair when we leave. I cannot guarantee it, but we will check if we have any cake left over from yesterday. Did you have it, Melissa? No. Um, but so it's a Nothing at Bunk Falcon Cake. At Falcon Winkler, we do cake day once a month where we celebrate the birthdays and anniversaries, yeah. and we always try to do something seasonal, and um, the seasonal cake right now at Nothing but Cakes was Blueberry Bliss, Ooh. and it was yeah. so good. Oh my gosh. I think there might still be some in the fridge. When we moved out
3: onto the farm, I was about 12 when my dad retired and we moved on to the farm, and he put in blueberry bushes. Mm. And so I grew up. Literally going out and picking them off the bush and just popping them in my mouth
0: there. Uh, that sounds so good. But I, if I wanted a chip, I don't know if a blueberry would suffice.
3: Now, if you want something salty, you wouldn't. Okay. But I have more of a sweet tooth than a salty tooth. And
0: I've, I've tried, tried the whole fruit thing instead of chocolate. That's oh, and right I, I wouldn't say instead of chocolate. <laughs> in addition to. In addition to. In addition to listen, let's not go too overboard. Oh, okay. all right, all right. Didn't want to go ham on there. Okay, so, D, as we're wrapping up, well, Kate,
1: Okay, a couple of things. One, I have to ask you about Buford. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Buford. Um, Buford, my raccoon. Yeah, how did you get a pet raccoon? Because I've heard raccoons generally are not recommended as pets. Well, Um, I think
3: anytime you take a wild animal, you can domesticate them somewhat, some to different levels. But they still always remain a wild animal, and you have to remember that. But with the raccoon, where I was growing up, the old-timers raised them for pets okay. and they would sell them. So we, uh, my husband and I were dating at the time and we went somewhere where they sold them and bought this little guy. And if they're wet, they look more like a mink, you know, they're kind of long and lean. Uh, okay. And so I was holding him in my hands. My husband was driving the car and he had his little paws over the top of my hand and you it know, was perched in my lap. And we're going down the road and Bruce decided to sing to him. And honest to goodness, that little guy lifted his head up to the sky, put his hands over his eyes. (laughs) Bruce almost wrecked the car. I was laughing hysterically because he clearly did not like that song. (laughs) But he was really a neat pet. Um, They tend to be one-people pets more or less. He liked everybody in my family and was very Mm. comfortable with them. But when my friends would come over, he'd sit on my shoulder and hiss at them if they got too close. Just to warn them that uh, he was my protection. Whoa. But he was adorable. But he did get loose and go back out into the wild at one point. He did. Like
1: forever?
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. He just, the call okay, of the
1: is wild.
0: That, was that a little heartbreaking? Yeah. Okay. It was.
1: When he lived with
3: you, was he, um did he use a letterbox?
0: Well, he right, and use, I'm thinking, like, did he sleep in like a kennel? Like yeah.
3: <laughs> he had a very nice um condo right outside of our back door. And so okay. he came in during the day and one day um my dad came running in the house and he said where's your raccoon and i said well he's in your bed why because he had come in and through the glass sliding door my dog was laying there sleeping and he came in went in the kitchen mom fed him some carrots and all and she went in to make the bed so he crawled up and went in the bed and went to sleep and um my dad comes running in and he goes that's not your raccoon and i go what are you talking about and he goes yours is still in his kennel and oh, so we no. go in and we started calling around the guy up on the hill said oh that's I forget the, the raccoons name but he said he's mine he likes to go visit people and Uh-oh. he'd come right by my dogs and they hadn't seen him as anything you know out of the ordinary and just let him walk right on in and he said he's got one digit missing on his right paw I'll check and see and if it's missing it's mine and it Uh-oh. was So he <laughs> came down, had to wake him up get him out of bed and up. take him home Oh, that is so hilarious. Yeah, Yeah, that is funny. I had all kinds of adventures. One time I was riding my horse, and I tended to ride bareback. And I was riding, and, you know, in West Virginia, in that area of Ohio, the hills are are mountains. But I was riding up the hill um, because I'd found a deer trail. We were at the end of a valley, and I'd found a deer trail. I hadn't been up before and had my German Shepherd with me. And so we go up, and it opened out onto a a one-room home that the family lived in, in this huge front yard that was all dirt. There was a big bonfire um, in the middle of the dirt and they had a big pot, black pot, with a tripod hanging from a tripod over the fire. And there was some liquid bubbling in it. And then about eight to 10 feet out from that was a wooden trough with stalks of sugarcane laying in it. And another six foot out from that was a mule with a bar on his back and a stone at the end of the wooden bar that was in the trough. And as the mule walked around in circles, it crushed the sugar cane, and it ran into the pot over the fire, and they were making sorghum molasses the old-fashioned way. Wow. So the family, I introduced myself in all, and the family sent me back down the hill, riding bareback with a quart glass jar of molasses, and Mom couldn't even call to thank them because they didn't have a telephone. Wow. It was a very wow. poor area uh, in the state of Ohio. a really.
0: yeah.
3: uh, Low-income county. Yeah. Oh,
1: we haven't
0: experienced that. We don't even have hills
2: here. Yeah, we we definitely don't have. I hills. thought that was, was nice going to be say. like a hocus pocus situation with the pot bubbling over the yeah the fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kate,
0: okay, other questions?
1: Okay. So, is there anything that you can give us? Any teasers? Things we can look forward to? Things coming with the zoo? You mentioned the new entrance and things like that. Anything else you can?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, about a month ago, we opened the pygmy hippo exhibit, so it's open to the general public now and um hopefully late fall maybe it could be into the first of the year depends on weather down here because that slowed construction more than once as best i can tell yeah but we should be opening the new giraffe exhibit and there'll be some cool features to that that the public's going to love but one of my staff her favorite feature of the new exhibit they've been working on is in the night house for the giraffes and that's where they you know go in and eat and sleep at night and all but the floor has uh it's concrete but it and it's heated but it has ridges all over the floor and it's to file their toenails so we don't have to do it manually which would stress uh-huh. them out uh-huh. so there are a lot of cool features in yeah. all of these new things that the public may not see but they're designed again to really support the animals and allow them to be who they are with the smallest amount of human interaction that is necessary hmm. that's very cool yeah that's super cool yeah so it's okay. gonna look it's gonna
0: so i don't know if we when we were there i don't even know if uh any of the renovations have been fully completed because half the zoo was kind of closed
3: probably not and right now it's, definitely not the it's, hippo thing you know there's a, a different route right now than probably from when you were there okay but i believe they're getting ready to reopen one of the sections have been closed for some of the renovations so that'll allow some of the animals that have been off exhibit to come back out and I know I was riding down by the uh, where the Bobcat enclosure is um, last week, and all of a sudden looked over, and they've already got the Eagles into their new enclosure. Oh, wow. So that was kind of exciting okay. to see that was completed. But, you know, we're, we're still moving forward with our events, and we're still looking for sponsors for the events as well. If any of the companies are listening or interested in partnering with us, there's a lot of different ways they can do that. That's what I was going to ask.
0: Do you guys have that information on a website?
3: Um, I can have it available to you. We have just gotten the printed documents for the fall events and everything. Okay, yeah, that'd be great. I, I don't think they're up on the website yet. They will be, but they're not yet.
0: I'm assuming the foundation also takes individual donations as well? We do. Okay.
3: In fact, we rely on that, a lot on that. We have some donors that um, make recurring gifts either on a monthly or quarterly basis. And those things, like I said, people don't realize how many things can come up that are unexpected, especially opportunities. And you don't want your hands to be tied because it wasn't in the budget. So we're able to make the difference on those things. We had a, a, a grant recently that we were doing some Project ARC programs at on the campus for the kids um, that couldn't normally afford to do field trips to their schools. And so we were having them on campus and, um, you know, some of the ticket we we pay the ticket prices out of the grants and all but if the monies are insufficient or if an animal um, one of the curators or keepers says you know we'd really like to get this enrichment item for the Tigers for instance um, but we're going to put that in the budget for next year we may have money in our budget that we can take care of that or we can pay for extra tickets for um, kids to participate with their school Um, in one of the programs because at the time they register for the programs they put down the anticipated number of kids but they may have more kids join the school between the time they register and the time they come to where there are extra kids that weren't counted in the count for the grant itself oh okay so there are a lot of reasons why that's helpful yeah but everything we do is to benefit the zoo and any gifts we make for conservation purposes we don't our board does not decide what those go to, the zoo director does, because he's the expert, not us. Oh,
0: okay. So see. the board is basically just releasing funds to the zoo.
3: Well, no, we're, we're paying for things for them.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
3: So we we can go ahead and pay the, um, like, I know we bought something called a tumbly tom for the tigers Okay, um, okay. near the first of the year, and we just went ahead and paid for that online and had it shipped to the
0: zoo. Okay, okay. I wasn't really sure the mechanics of, yeah. I mean, I knew it was to... to pay for the zoo you know and operations but.
3: but the process is I start with the zoo director because he's the expert gotcha so if somebody says I think we could use this or have you ever thought about doing that or we've been out meeting with sponsors and they said you know we'd be interested in helping you out with a ABC product you know and we'll say great let, let us check into that some more but we always start with the zoo director because he's the expert he knows what the long-range plans are Because we're in phase one of construction now. There are two phases after this. Oh, okay. And we're also doing a lot of things in conservation, not just around animals. I know they put in a huge water retention pond um, to help ameliorate some of the flooding that occurred during the last hurricane not at the zoo the zoo did pretty well with the flooding it was those neighborhoods around yeah. us yeah and so this will allow us to capture a lot of water during a hurricane that won't go out into the neighborhoods we can release it slowly but we will also sanitize that water before we put it back into the atchafalaya because the atchafalaya is a protected area and it's part of the environment we want to preserve one of the future phases will actually focus on the atchafalaya and add some really cool features beyond just education features but experiences for our guest
0: yeah I mean it's I really like that it's I, and I don't think the general public knows or under, I, I would say me as general public did not know or understand the strategy and the intention you know mm-hmm. the jar very intentional it's not just like oh we're foundation you know mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I love the the passion behind it as well um i think we have an outstanding
3: board and they really are very thoughtful in everything they do but we start every board meeting we have or at least as um recently we moved it to being the start of my report but um, we do what i call a minute for mission and that's where we um, feature one of the animals at the zoo this this month it was our rhinoceros and Um, What their story is out in the wild? Are they endangered? Are they critically endangered? Are they just threatened? You know, what are the number of species in the wild? We have two species of tigers: Sumatran and Malaysian. They are extremely critically endangered out in the wild on the islands where they live. There are less than 300 of one um, still live. 300 of one of the tiger species still living in the wild, and less than 150 the other. Wow. And wow. we have them at the Baton yeah. Rouge Zoo. Wow, that's crazy. And that's why conservation and these breeding programs are so critical. Mm. Otherwise, 20, 30 years down the road, school kids aren't going to see these unless they're a stuffed animal somewhere. Correct, yeah. yeah. They won't be so, there. They won't be around. And it's so sad if you come out and look at these animals and how gorgeous and majestic they are. You don't want them to disappear yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
2: I know you said it's not up yet but do you want to plug the website for when all the information will be up if people want to visit and check out how to
3: give I think by June um, all of the fundraising the event information will all be up there Um, I'm expecting at the end of this week tomorrow or first part of next week to get the last of the materials we're waiting on and then some of the materials that I brought you today will be under the foundation pages on the Uh, Baton Rouge Zoo website, but there's also a lot of things on the website now that particularly families would be interested in. You know, our summer camps are all sold out with waitlist. It's amazing; they sold out really quick. Um, But we have um, mommy and me mornings sometimes, and different programs where um, people can come out and be engaged. You know, with other moms and their young children that aren't in school yet. And so there's a lot of cool things people can do at the zoo that are on the website.
0: Yeah, and it looks like too that the there's a link to the Zoo Foundation on the Zoo's website. And what's the yes. address
2: for the website? brzoo.org. Correct. Look at Very you. Good. I mean, you know, it's, it's like a,
0: it's like I host a podcast. There you, you go. You would think. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much, Dee, for being this here. This has been great. I've this never had so much fun. So much fun. And we hope all of our listeners have a great week. Thanks, Kate.
1: Thanks for waiting for me, but I guess you didn't have to because I was no, on time. She was on time. That time. needs that needs to be in the minutes. It's in the minutes. It's on a record. It's, it's a on record in this podcast. Yeah. Yes, Did you hear that, Aubrey? I was on time to something. Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: love how, I feel like I talked to Aubrey, and Aubrey has yet to respond to me. Yeah, I know. Oh, we got to have her on the pod, Aubrey.
1: Yet another call. Sorry. Oh. Well, it's a great so of Come us. and see us at the zoo. Yes. Yes.
0: Like, check out all the things that they have going on. It really is super fun, and I feel like. You know, you can go multiple times and always find something new to do. So hope our listeners have a great week, and we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.